0: Good evening. Welcome to DeFacto Review, a weekly in-depth analysis into the news and current affairs here in Mongolia with our commentator and economist, Jarad De DeFacto. Good evening. And I'm Anand Tumurtov for MNB World. You can join in the, on the conversation on Twitter with the hashtag uh, Jaral underscore DeFacto and you can watch us live on Facebook on MNB World. Today on our program... ...and if my investigation report sufficient... President Batbold calls for dissolution of parliament for the second time. And lastly, what were the takeaways from the twenty nineteen Eurasian Media Forum? For our first sto- story, earlier this week, earlier this week, the government of Mongolia presented the result of the investigation of the enterprise involved in the corruption allegations. The chairman of the cabinet secretariat, Ayurden, presented a report on the investigation of the Development Bank of Mongolia. The chairman also led, uh, led the working group that conducted the investigation. And the chairman reported that he will be transferring the confiscated materials to the appropriate law enforcement agencies, namely the Independent Authority Against Corruption. Also, the Ministry of Finance, Hurlbater, said the results of the investigation of the Irdind mine show that there might have been interest of conflict present. And added, he'll also be passing the relevant inf- law enforcement agencies. So, And Ayurden uh, confirmed while conducting the investigation that Mongol rasvest myth was found to be facing financial difficulties. So, regarding Development Bank of Mongolia's investigation, Ayurden said there were a number of conflicts of interest that were revealed. So the question now is, who should be held accountable for these Conflict of interests.
1: That's what we expect, because what this investigation mm. showed us is, in principle, nothing new. Mm. We knew then; it was a previous number of reports before about the unhealthy situation of the Development Bank of Mongolia, mm. which was founded several years ago to finance projects, infrastructure projects mostly, which takes a long-term return, Mm -hmm. which at the end turned out not doing exactly as we, the people, planned Mm -hmm. to have that development bank.
0: We we talked about this previously also. Yes. Yes. And
1: uh, what is new now is it says that there were, for example,
0: mismanagement.
1: Some alone were reconsidered eight times, restructured also. And uh, also, the Development Bank bought uh, office two floors from the Development Bank of Mongolia. Trade and Development Bank of Mongolia very expensive. Expensive means the whole building on the Peace Avenue mm. was cost was total cost was twenty eight billion tugrik, mm. and they sold it for the twenty eight billion tugriks. Mm. Uh, just two floors to yes. the Development Bank. And the other thing was again the old names, but uh, former minister of economics, Mr. Batbayar, minister of industry, Mr. Bat, etc. Few officials' names came out again. Mm. But the, what is new today? They have given it to a, uh, anti-corruption agency. Yes. And uh, before anti-corruption agency was not accepting that, and they were never were transferring the case. They never. Properly investigated and then transferring the file to the court. Mm-hmm. And this time, after finally we changed that head of the anti-corruption agency, new new person expected to do as he promised yes, to yes. fight for justice. Just, Let's yes. see how he will be fighting for justice. But uh, responsibility—I mean, that's the issue—who will take it? But very funny thing about responsibility is two different understanding is no. existing among people and politicians. Mm-hmm. People would expect, and do expect that, get our money back. If they have stolen, misused, then let's get back, because there should be some assets. They could not eat the money you know, in mm-hmm. cash, so there have been something that we need to get back. That's we understand, taking responsibility. Yeah. But the politicians, and in particular the justice system of the country, understands differently. They, they arrest somebody, then they release. Yes. Then I, once again ask arresting, and the, the third person, the procuror is not giving the permission. Yes. It's like mouth and cat thing happening, yes. and the question, recently Mr. Horst was, former uh, General Intelligence Agency, had, was released
0: after weeks. he was also head of the Independent Authority Against Corruption also.
1: Yeah, and the question comes, why you are arresting people who have not done anything? Mm. The second question, why you are releasing people if they have done the wrong things? Mm. Mm. They have stolen our money. Non-answer the current government of Mongolia cannot give. Mm. So we are very disappointed and hopefully the people, and hopefully this time it will be a little bit different picture and uh, the, our responsibility understanding finally come, may come merge one day. Mm. At least that's the expectation. That's why we changed the, the country, changed the speaker, they changed the new Mr. Oyung yeah. now is a two new position. Mm. He's a cabinet secretary, cabinet chair of the cabinet, right? Yes, cabinet and secretary. And then we have a new speaker. So, yes. of all, all these things, so the result I expected to come, the result of making more justice in the society, so that the politicians are not stealing the property and staying, going without punishment, without taking any responsibility.
0: So, for that, I think it's basically the system is flawed and no matter who you change, it just keeps on going. Correct.
1: That's why the system is to be changed, in particular a state-owned enterprises' culture is to be changed. Mm. It is not the culture, it is not to be, these uh, are not created for uh, stealing and uh, siphoning our property yeah. to somebody, private property. And uh, it's very easy to change the situation. They just follow the corporate social responsibility standard of the world, yeah. they should have selecting board members also on a selective, competitive mm. basis. And board bases who are selected in that way is to make a contract with the, CV, mm. the executive director or CEO for long term, but with the condition that they review the performance result every year. That's mm. it. Instead, what they do? They nominate everybody, everybody, whom they know, whom they think they will protect their interests. As a result, people' interests are protected by nobody. Yes. That's why the economy is stagnant, and the, there is no competition, and that's why the small companies are disappearing, bankrupt, though it's very hard to file bankrupt uh, file in Mongolia. And so these companies started to just close, yeah. and no, no, zero balance, etc. Mm. and the people are running away to Korea.
0: Mm. And um, during the report it was said that there was some tax violations into Irdit Bank. Can you not toss- only? Uh, they made uh, another
1: investigation in Irdinet yes as a whole. Forty-one percent, well, forty-nine percent was bought by a group uh, headed by Irdin Bilig, yes. who is the owner oh. majority, ninety-five percent owner of TDB Bank. Yes, Trade Development Bank Mongolia. Uh, and uh, what happened was they bought it uh, from Russia with public money. Yes, and they think they own money, but it is. There were, for example, two companies out of nine. Two companies, Hutul and uh, Hutul and the uh, QGS. Mm. These two companies both belong to this guy, this man. Got their money, and they never paid back. One term is finished for one loan. The other have not finished yet. But altogether together, about about almost 200 billion, trillion, 200 trillion tourists. Mm which is almost the cost of half of the, at least the cost they bought the irdinet from Russians. So once they bought the irdinet 49% with public money, they should give to the public that, uh, that share, which they are refusing. Mm. And I'm afraid they, it, it would cost too much for them as so for us, because if they fail the TDB bank, it's a big problem for the economy. It's the largest bank in the country. So they should not, as a responsible people, as a responsible citizens, if they are intelligent enough, they, they should not uh, go to the, all the way through to that point. Mm-hmm. So what happened in the internet is again, that uh, since the 49% came, you know what they made? What? The CEO is now just responsible for uh, human resources, uh, but the, the, the legal mm. director is responsible for all operations, mm. and the legal director is nominated by them. Mm. What they did? They have, again, bought the largest in history of the Erdine, two large purchases from two companies mm. that belong also to this uh, Mr. Erdine mm. And now still they are payable to them. And also they took uh, dividend immediately, paid to themselves immediately. Mm. Though the dividend is nothing to do with them, it is former forty-nine percent of of Russians, and uh, what they did, they have not paid tax. That's what you were asking. Yes, yes. They have no tax from that dividend income, because, like uh, in other cases, you always pay uh, get ten percent less and then pay to the government for that income, additional income revenue. So that's two things they have. uh, uh, violated, as they say, but the issue is, uh, so what? What will happen afterwards? Mm. It was happening before. these discussions, we know. But the problem is now with Irdinet and, and Irdinet 51%, 49%. These are the plays of our high-ranking politicians. Mm. If they agree to go ahead, it's very hard, because it will cost each of them a lot of money mm. and uh, a lot of reputation. So I don't know, actually, how much this uh, performance will go ahead. Mm. It, uh, I look at it just as a big
0: show. Like a big show, just, <laughs> just, just just showing the people that we're doing something just. Maybe. Yeah, it's
1: a vain because we were expecting so much. We are expecting so much from this last change yes. from Mr. Sandein Shattar, Mr. Prime Minister, Mr. Ayyum Girden. So hopefully next week there will be something... Actually, something would be moving, mm-hmm. and the, the result of all this movement, we should, we want to get our money back,
0: the stolen money. Mm-hmm. That's all. So, what was the big? What is the big takeaway from these two reports, basically? Can you may, maybe sum it up for for our viewers?
1: Uh, it is governance issue. Governance issue. Yes, quality of government, public government is, is so low. It is being manipulated by just just one dead person, for example, for years. Mm-hmm. He was be- financing all two political parties, campaign financing, which is secret. Nobody was is disclosing from the political parties how much money they get from him and from mm. others. As a result, the corruption come too big, too large, too everywhere, that now we cannot stop it. Mm. And it's very bad because if we, if we cannot stop this corruption, this economy will not grow. Mm. And people will never be living better. Mm. Poverty will be increasing which will bring inequality. At the end, it will remember it was a big social conflict.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of corruptions, uh, moving on to our second topic. The president sees that the parliament is ripe with corruption. And uh, last October, he actually criticized parliament had become ineffective. And The president proposed the parliament dissolve itself. And this week, the president also proposed that, that he also restated His previous claims and said that the parliament has made no improvements since they were last called to the task and last week the president vetoed a package of tax reforms the parliament had passed according to the finance minister the president vetoed a law that was already rendered invalid basically and the minister of finance said it was impossible to accept the presidential veto so from these two um like statements uh, was the president's was the presidential veto of the tax reforms justified in, in your opinion well, first of all, they have confused the title that was very funny.
1: second, there are some rationales
0: you you mean the president the yeah, president you, office yeah and
1: uh, what does it show that our president institutions like in the government institutions like in the uh, the leg- legislation institutions, are mm. not developed to the level of institution. Mm. They're still weak, depends on person, one person mistake, title, confusing. So it shows that Mongolian politics, Mongolian government, Mongolian mm. state is not making decisions based on the research mm. or evidence-based. They are mostly doing just emotional-based. Political ambition based, and just for the sake of destroying the opposition, not for the creating new value for ordinary Mongolians. Clear example is this:
0: no, no, they, no proper discourse. Yes, is,
1: yeah. uh, and the as institutions, Mongolian state government is not getting stronger just because all people working there, coming there, based on not talent or mm-hmm. merit. It's based on the, how they are close to the uh, head of the political party, uh-huh. who manages all money. He's like a treasurer. Because the money coming to the political party's coffin, nobody knows better than him. Uh-huh. Maybe two, three uh, deputies or somebody close. As a result, he became a head of mafia. Uh-huh. And he gets money and he knows. how. And he's the only guy who is distributing money. So all the members of the political party in Mongolia becoming a member of mafia, where they don't know where money comes from. Mm. And uh, I mean exactly that. Physically, I mean that. Literally, that they don't know
0: and mm. why they
1: are not asking. And that's another question. It's a consciousness issue. Uh, so in Mongolia, we need to make policy evidence-based, mm. which requires research,
0: which requires certain investment from the Public management side. So, so are you saying that uh, the office of the president was very negligent and maybe incompetent also?
1: Yeah, I mean, all Mongolian offices are, uh. but in this case, in particular, the president offices are confusing even the names, <laughs> and we yes. don't go even to, to the content. Yes. If we go to content, there are a couple of points where they, for example, the better reasoning was: there are ten percent tax was. The, this goes to 5%. Yeah. For those who are investing in Mongolia. But the actual actual situation is like this. Mongolia our financial market mm. if it's two consisting of two capital market and money market we 95% depend on banking. So we need to develop the other 5%. In the normal countries it would be 5 and five, 50 and 50. Yeah. 1 to 1. And uh, why they are not uh, having this five uh, percent increase? Because there is no incentives. The people, if I buy if as foreigner, buy say uh, shares in on Mongolian stock exchange. From the dividend I got from the, uh, if I get from my revenue yes. from my shares, mm. I need to pay ten percent, which is unfair. So that we, they, they are decreasing. If they if I pay on that income five percent, it is more incentives for me. This sort of explanation was from two sides, mm. but anyway. The, even the government, all they are not doing based on the institutions. Uh, the uh, research, as a result, Mongolian laws, like this law, you have an age of, I don't know, only a few months, some of them. Some of them even two months. Mm. For example, VAT tax, mining tax, education, uh, I mean VAT law, uh, mining law, education law, for the last 10 years they have been Average sixteen times changed, and total three hundred provisions are uh, changed. Yes. What is the law if they would change every two months? What does it show? They have no clue about what they do. If they do, they do it for their own purpose or for a certain interests of certain oligarchs, like certain group. Because the law should be done, you know, for twenty, thirty years. Yeah. And so if the law is changed every two months, how you do you expect the policy staying stable? Yeah. If not a stable policy, then what do you expect investment? Not only from foreigners, but also on Mongolians. Yeah. Why they would invest into the sector yeah, that, where the game, rule of game play changed every day?
0: Yeah, that, that showed when the, uh, when the mining laws changed with, the, with gold and artisanal miners stopped giving gold to the... Mongol Bank.
1: Yeah, because the law is to be also adherent to the reality. Yes. <laughs> and and, if they, if, and you, what is the point if you have a law that you cannot enforce? Yes, yes. In particular, gold, huh? Yeah. And we have such a big land, such a big border mm. with China, there is not every everywhere soldiers they can cross,
0: sell, and that's what's happening. Mm. So, Jesse, this week the president also addressed that parliament to call for. Their, their dissolution, basically, and how, so has Parliament lost its legitimacy? He he called for dissolution for the second time now. Look, looks like everybody has lost legitimacy.
1: This week, very interesting: president demanded gov- uh, the Parliament dissolved. One Parliament member suggested the president himself dissolved, mm. and the people in the street, in the cars, they have required or. Protested against government, and they asked government to be dissolved. So everybody is dissolving each other.
0: Yes, and, and so
1: what does it mean? Uh, Take it, for example, for the government. Government pretending or gave the wrong impression to the people that they can control price. Uh, they cannot control price. They shouldn't do right. And, and, and this is, but they have made the people believe that the government can control. Now yeah. they are demanding the decrease of. Uh, uh, price when the price in the world of uh, gas coming b- yeah. up, gasoline and also
0: also meat, uh,
1: meat also yeah. yeah. And the market should regulate that. Yeah. And as a result now, people are demanding from the uh, government something that they cannot do. Yeah. Uh, the or vice versa. Uh, government uh, president, president had been investigated before he became a candidate for uh, the presidency. Uh, for presidency. And then the the whole file is closed. All the related other files. This 280 kilometers mm. uh, railway spending 280 also 70 million dollars, and we don't know where is the money is. And the why? Where is our money? Give us back. Yeah. So, or then the the parliament. Yeah. Parliament. Recently, majority of the parliament member have been misusing our fund for SME support. Yes, exactly. And that, remember you have been talking, you and me have been talking to quite some time Yes, here. yes. It was remembered that out of 76, 50 members were connected with that loan. Yeah. Then in the month it became 30. Now it became another 20. And I think by this speed, by the end of the year nobody is related and we had all the wrong dream or we had all But we
0: have documents we have facts that just shows that they did, they did take money from those You
1: things. know how many facts we
0: have the issue is what are
1: they doing what kind of actions they're doing with that facts yeah. and this country is not able to enforce their laws by in fact. particular by the this politi- look at the politicians mm. Yes so that's why we have all this crisis in yeah. economics created by the mismanagement of common value, common uh, properties, and now we, everybody is paying for that. Those who don't understand completely, they run away from the country to work in Korea, and those inside lost their jobs. Yeah. And with that, with this kind of changes, where are the jobs? Who are creating? Private sector is creating jobs. And how do you can create jobs when the government is controlling even the price? Yeah.
0: So that's... Uh, uh, that's what it might take. Mm-hmm. So this is just basically a show for the, for the solution. The government should actually do something rather than just um, pretend. Okay, uh, we should move on to our next topic. Uh, the twenty Eurasian Media Forum was held in Almaty, and um, uh, hosts uh, the forum's three day program. It seems that. That technology and this digitalization are an integral part of the media sector, and you actually attended this uh, forum, and there were a lot of there were a lot of uh, delegates from all over Europe and Asia. Can you, what, so, in in that sense, like, as I said, digitalization and was an integral part of the media sector. Is the traditional media giving way to social media, basically? From you
1: know, I thought that way. Yeah. But it turned out there was a clear demonstration of some certain medias in the world, in Europe, that traditional media, if they do transfer mm-hmm. right time with the right path, they can be more better, be, doing much better than the uh, social media. Mm. Why? Because journalists working in traditional media, those who have a, who have a responsibility for what they're saying, mm they will be much faster being known to the audience, to the public, than the social media uh, journalists. Mm. So and that was an interesting take, and it was a very clear case. I saw the, in a, a week before I was in European Publishing Congress, and, they, yeah. and the, for example, the Netherlands newspaper, financial newspaper called FD.NL, it's now digital. This is a financial newspaper, oldest one of the oldest, because you know the uh, Holland is the first uh, stock market, stock exchange or budget, uh, no, stock market, stock exchange country. Yeah, and this newspaper was uh, created in 1796 or so, and after 215 years, they have reinvented themselves into mm. a digital format. Both actually, the paper is coming to interesting format and now their subscribers increased almost twice wow. as a result so uh, it is it is uh, very wrong though for those who cannot make digital transfer then combine both space digital and paper mm. if they can if they successfully combine it they can go ahead much faster and more successful
0: so are you saying that uh, there's a successful like media companies can successfully transfer to digital and can Mongolian media companies transfer digitally successfully without depending on like ads? Or the anything. same case was with the,
1: uh, the Economist. They have also successfully changed their business model. Uh-huh. And they are in two, in paper in a both subscription within on the phone. You can read and they say we are not newspaper anymore. We are viewers paper okay. so you can view it. Yeah. So that's, now who stops them to do that? In Mongolia, unfortunately, our media, for this small 3 million market, we have almost 500 media outlets, yeah. mostly belonging to politicians. Um, and or to or the large corporations have their, yeah. Ma- Mongolian banks have all media, and they they are brainwashing when they need it. And even the companies run with the laws, they still keep the company, yes, but there's exactly. such a level of margin that the journalists are paid, paid so much, so small, yeah. and they are almost starving. I would say, yes. and uh, I don't think they will be successfully transforming. If they maybe they will find the money from the rich politicians or the uh, banks and companies, but it doesn't mean that the content-wise they will they will be successful. Really? Why? Because content is dependent on one guy or on somebody else. So I think. Uh, Mongolian media market is to go through a lot of reform so that if we i mean all it's very serious competition so that they fight and we have as a result less mm-hmm. media outlet
0: mm-hmm. so um, looking at the bigger picture what what was the what was the level in what was the media level in this region and what are the main problems that these this region is facing at the moment hmm.
1: there was an interesting panel about integration of uh, uh, Eurasia. Okay. Integration, economic integration, political, etc. But they have been talking mostly about the initiatives by the government. Let, all things is led by the government. And I raised a question from the panel, that look, why your people don't talk? Just government talk is not enough. It should be, first of all, people talk. Why? Because it it starts from people's communication. Then communication brings to understanding. Mm -hmm. Understanding only gives you trust. And after trust, you only make integration. Otherwise, it's like the the horse is before cart. (laughs) So that was my uh, motion there. I was supported by some speaker there. So I think this Central Asia has not the freedom of people speaking. Uh-huh. All media is controlled by the state. It's only Mongolia who we're, where we can speak as now. We are on a MNB world, we yeah. can talk what we
0: think. It's, it's a part of normal life, right? Yeah, but we still have some issues in Mongolia in our media sector, as we, you said. We do.
1: But however, compared with the, the other, the Central Asian countries, mm-hmm. this is paradise. Because of all simple things, you you express your interests against your points, against the interests of the authority, mm-hmm. you have a problem. And also at nights, even in the Kazakhstan, they say there's slow internet movement of the internet. There's so slow speed <coughs> mm-hmm. that it's very hard to visit all you want. Mm-hmm. So that's one way of interference, right? So that's what's
0: happening there. Okay. Okay, unfortunately we have to end it right there. Well, that's all the time we have for today on The Fact Review and we'll see you next week on MMB World.